Hello, and welcome to another episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We hope you like it. So, we have just watched the Carry On Cleo film, and I just want to say off from the bat, I loved it. You loved it again? I oh, loved it again. really well at the moment. I um I think we're getting closer to my childhood memory of, of okay. carry on films. But um I thought there was a lot going on there that I I loved. The casting I thought was very good. We got Joan Sins back. I mean she didn't have a big part and, Ooh, and <laughs> And it it wasn't uh a particularly interesting character. It's just mm-hmm. a bit of a whiny wife. But she's she back. back. Where is Hattie Jakes? That's oh, what I want to say. Where is Hattie Jakes? Why is she not? It? Though, I, there wasn't, it wasn't like the other film where there's an obvious part she should be playing. Right. I didn't think that for this. There was a, a natural Hattie Jakes mm-hmm. part where she's not in it. So I can forgive them that. And uh, and John Pertwee turned up for this. Yes. That's a bit of a, a mixing of the worlds. <laughs> Though he he did come as um, Wurzel Gummidge, so. <laughs> I thought he came as uh, Gandalf. No, no, uh, what was the other one that he did? Cat Weasel, is it? No. He didn't do Cat Weasel. Well, that's what the character was like. Though. like it, but it was more yes. Cat Weasel than Wurzel Gummidge. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, so, yes, I like the casting. Good. Um, you thought that was, they were all in good part. They got on the right parts. Well... I thought Kenny was in a better part. Kenny Williams. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he was a bit more um, look down in your noses at people, which mm-hmm. is kind of what he does best. Right. He wasn't, and there was a bit of leering, which, well, the, the from whole, Kenny or from well, from the whole film, but that, we'll get to that. But um, but yeah, he he, I didn't particularly like it when he he got sexually aroused. But um, when did he get sexually aroused? You know, when he was looking at uh, the visions of Cleopatra. Yeah, and going four. But he, he's not very good at doing that. I mean, Sid James is just brilliant at doing mm-hmm. that. So, um, it's almost like they're not actors, isn't it? I know. So he was better. Um, and Charles Hawtrey being a leery old man. Mm-hmm. Which is a part. Which, to be fair, is a part that they have put him in the last few films. Like in both Jack and in Spying, and also in Cabby, he has clearly been interested in women. I know, but this one particularly, I think it's the old, dirty old man element of it that mm-hmm. was a bit strange. But, well, should we, should we peek early? My favourite ever carry-on scene so far... Oh, all right. ...was him in the urn. <laughs> Just all of him in the urn. Well, I enjoyed him in the urn. I enjoyed him kicking. But my favourite bit was when it ran up to the steps and just jumped and well, jumped. And I don't know how he does it because you couldn't see his face. He wasn't doing anything, but there's something of the timing. I wondered if it was actually him. Well, maybe it wasn't, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. Very good. I think he had built up that sort of shuffling Mm-hmm. We sneak kind of thing very well. So you've become you, uh, Charles Hawtrey. I would say is is definitely your favourite. You, but he was from the start. Yeah, he's always he always gets a laugh almost mm. when he just comes in. Yes, you. no, that is true. And the last, uh, and I thought Kenneth Connor was very good in this. So those okay. were my, um, yeah. So and I liked his character. I mm-hmm. liked the uh, 
His story arc. His story arc, um, and him believing his own hype. PR hype, in the end. You don't, are you not a little bit bored by the fact that Kenneth Connor has pretty much had the same story arc in almost every film? He's a nervous man, and then mm. something happens, and there's a certain look, I mean, he's good, there's a certain look he then gets, it's like, yeah, like when he took the potion, out. yeah. Yeah, and then he's, he's, you know, he's macho man then. He does it so well. He does do it well, yes, no, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. So, um, so I kind of saw this as two main storylines. Okay. The capture of the Britons and their mm-hmm. shenanigans. And this did obviously cross over, and then there's the Caesar's storyline. Caesar and Cleopatra and Mark Antony. Yeah. Tony, Julie, <laughs> you're my friend. Um, I preferred the capture of the, the Britons best. Oh, did you? As as a storyline. But the other one had Sir James and Kenneth Williams in it. I know. I'm just talking about the, the narration oh, of right, um, okay. that. So, um, I don't know. I think I'm always for the on underdog. Do we want to talk a bit about how the Britons at this point in history seem to still be cavemen being eaten by brontosauruses? Well, I'm sure. There's a lot that could be said about a historian on this <laughs> film. Um, I mean, they did warn you right at the beginning by saying that they had taken liberties with Cleopatra. I like what they did there. Yeah. <laughs> Double meaning there, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, do you think it was an insult to Britons? No. <laughs> I don't know why you would think that. Um, it was just a bit odd that they were like, they decided they were cavemen. Yeah. At a point when, okay, they weren't as civilised, if you like, as the... But they were medieval, they were cavemen, yeah. 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 Um, Maybe they just wanted to uh, get the square wheel joke in there. (laughs) Yes, but overplayed the square wheel joke. Well, should we go to overplayed jokes? (laughs) Well, I just think the square wheel joke would have worked so much better if it it had not really been mentioned that he was making square wheels. this this was the fault of this film, I think. Right. Well, and noticed far more this time than any other film. Oh, right, okay. Was the long, slow, deliberate setup to a punchline, <laughs> where you could see it coming so far in advance, it was not funny. Like what? You got examples of that? I do. <laughs> Here they come. I could bring you cheese from Holland. I have Dutch trees. I could bring you. I can't remember Maybe the other. Something from Spain. Olives from Spain. All right. And I can bring you stones, stones from, from Gaul. Gaul. Oh, I've already got Gaul stones. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually see that coming, to be honest, and I've seen this film before. <laughs> you're an idiot. Um, and then there was, um, put your head in the lion's mouth and it's all over, but how do I get him in there? These are all the best jokes, Fiona. Um, give me your ear. Don't do that. You'll never get it back. Mm-hmm. Um, the friends, Romans, countrymen, constantly. Um, but I, it, that did disobey the comedy rule of three, because they did it four times. Yes. So. Um, and uh, Charles Hawtrey said, just call me Ern, at one point. <laughs> and the thing about doing it in tents. <laughs> I, think, I think these were all quite well done. Well, these were the ones that I put under the title of bad jokes. There's, uh, there's another one that I've called Loss of Assets, but I can't remember what that was. Well, that's one the Unix have gone on strike for uh, Loss yeah. of Assets. 
But I, I think, I think that more, doesn't quite work. To be I honest. think it's more that they they had to create a tiny bit of narrative to get the joke in there mm-hmm. that had no other purpose. Right. And and they jarred a bit. And I think that's probably what it was. All these things you had to kind of create a a tiny story in that scene uh-huh. to be able to say the punchline. That was the only purpose of that element. But I think I think there were a lot more jokes in this script than there have been before. Now, joke jokes, not just yeah, performing jokes. Not just performing yeah. jokes, but actual, okay, this is a funny joke that you could take well, out and do somewhere else. There are, I mean, I've got a whole long list of jokes that I liked. Mm-hmm. When he was right, uh, marked with WC, they're making a convenience of you. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that one. Um, Ptolemy, I am telling you. <laughs> that was good. I am telling you. Um... <laughs> Let's call ourselves eunuchs. What have we got to lose? <laughs> well, you didn't laugh at any of these things. I did. You didn't laugh. You laughed. At, you didn't laugh at the eunuchs one. All right. Um, we're making more war, and he's just trying to make a beast. The beast. That was good. Um, it's something they call a stinking cold. <laughs> um, I wrote this down as something that was funny. Um, but we'll be fighting if you come, my wife. Yes, that's because um. Carl Palmer wanted to come with him. Yeah. On the next. No, no, I do. I just. I'm... And he says you won't like it. Uh, you won't, uh, You wouldn't like it. Blah blah blah. The eternal fighting. And she says I wouldn't mind that. And he goes no. I mean, if you come, there'll yeah, be eternal yeah. fighting. Um, I loved the sage and onions. <laughs> the Marcus Spencius. Marcus Spencius. Yes. And just I don't know why they got in trouble for that. You know. Did they? Well. I think because it's one thing to call them call somebody who sells things in the Roman times Marcus Expensius, that's funny, and to have the green and gold mm. logo. But when they're slave traders, uh, this might not be quite so well. Didn't think I, think, true, I did think there was some sort of payoff happened to Marcus Right. Right. Um, and just when Kenny Williams entered the um, Senate... And the guy was talking about the fall. The decline, and the, you know what comes next. And he just fell over. <laughs> as he were, that was just brilliant. That was brilliant. Kenneth Williams is not somebody who I consider really to be a physical Slapsuit. comedian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, infamy, infamy, they've all got they've infamy, all got but infamy. I knew that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, impregnable. <laughs> no, was, just Senna didn't want any kids. Yeah. Senna Pod didn't get a laugh from you. It, it clicked in a bit later. Well, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got something here about um, Cleo Mustard. Yeah, that was, um, suggested, that was Ptolemy has mustered his troops. What about Cleo? Is she mustered? Well, I've heard a few stories. Yeah, that was good. And I've got something here about clogged milk or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cleopatra had hogged all the milk because when I've oh, had any came... Over for his breakfast. Oh, right, okay. Cleopatra had hugged all the milk. And I've got cock, evening cock. <laughs> evening cock. Oh, um... We're just saying cock now. It's always fun. Um, and I, I sense a bit of animosity here. <laughs> oh, I never stabbed him. Yeah. That was well delivered, actually. That yeah. was quite subtly delivered for a carry yeah. on, I thought. Oh, and we got the, the, the quote, ooh, I do feel queer, ooh, right I at the beginning. Do feel queer. Which, obviously, we have in some kind of novelty sound yeah, in your pocket. Yes. Thing. So yeah. uh, we've heard it once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, those were my last. I thought it was, that, that's the, 
I, even though you might not have... You had a couple more last Oh, go on, tell me, tell me the ones um, I didn't remember. You had um, uh, Billius telling Caesar that they captured the slave girl at the settlement they call Bristol. Oh, yeah. Close upon breasts. Oh, yes, I see what you I, mean. I put that under a different time. Oh, we right. haven't got we'll, to that We'll yet. come back to that in a minute. The only other point was Hot Foot from Rome got a laugh. I know, that was so obvious. <laughs> Basic, but I did like it. Oh, I was surprised that Hopkins yeah. and got a laugh. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back to It Was a Different Time. Well, I've got a list here. <laughs> the Bristols. Uh-huh. Calling him a silly old faggot. Now, I don't know whether this was meant to be a comment on sexuality or just that's... I don't know, because it didn't really come from it. Okay, you were they weren't suggesting that he was... It came from a joke was, about yeah. faggots or something. But. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't... You wouldn't say it in these days, though, would you? No. Um, I no, could do. Wouldn't. I could use with a good scrubber. Yes. Uh, now... Oh, no, I'll come back to that. Just generally leering at Cleo. Leering at a lot of women in this one. Yeah, there was. It, it, unnecessarily so. Mm-hmm. Um, the blacking up. Yes, which not would, terribly done terribly well, well and there's no need. And the continuity between scenes yes. was pretty poor as well because in one scene he's particularly blacked up. Yes, uh, Tom Clegg as sausages. So one thing that I found very difficult is why did they make Cleo stupid? Yeah, completely unnecessary. Well, she wasn't all because sometimes you she, know she had to have the plan explained to her fifty yeah. million times. Well, that was for the audience to have it explained to them, but um, yeah, but but, I, but then there were some things like she did have to sort of correct them on some points, like the asp, because mm. he bit the head off the asp, and there was something else that she said, no, 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 you've got that wrong. But uh, it, it jarred with me. What did you think of Cleo as an actress? Well, as a I hated the character. Uh-huh. I suppose she probably did what she was told in terms of the the character. Okay. Um. So she was probably quite good. I wouldn't object to her being in a film again. Have we mm-hmm. seen her before? She was in Carrie on Cabbie. She was one of the. Oh uh, uh, right, yeah, yeah. That's Amanda Barry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think she, but I just, I just didn't see it necessary that she had to be a stupid woman. Hmm. And I think, as she's renowned for being but yeah, she's an uncharacteristically Mar- mm-hmm. strong woman of her time, uh-huh. who was clever and did conquer, rule, whatever. Do you not think there's perhaps an element that she was putting that on? Because she did manipulate Mark Antony into essentially being prepared to kill his friend. Yeah, but... Yeah, maybe. And to get rid of Ptolemy for her. Yeah, yeah, so maybe she was just being more So clever. maybe it was just kind of being put on. Maybe I that needs to be a bit more. Maybe she could have done with another character, another Egyptian character. To. To tip the weight to. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did notice, however, with all the scantily clad women that we were ogling, mm-hmm. they were a bit wobblier than you get these days. Yeah, oh, definitely. They were. You can imagine they were actually real women. I know, and it I all the better for it. I thought they were Whoa. Yeah. I did, they were more sexy because their bottoms wiggled as they ran away. You know mm-hmm. it was just remarkable how noticeable it was. 
compared yeah. to um, compared to what you would see in a film these days. Yeah. 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 So that's that was my comment. So the different time was not necessarily always a worse time. No. When it came to the objectification of women, you would prefer the objectification of nineteen sixty four to the objectification of twenty seventeen. Is that what we're saying? If you have to objectify women, this is the way at do. least make it real women you're objectifying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, do you have any more? It was a different time. Um. No, not really. Uh. No. Can I ask you a question on the say on the subject of objectification? Hmm. When Kenneth Williams arranged himself to look all sexy, did he look all sexy? No, it made your skin crawl, didn't it? (laughs) But again, am I coming at this knowing that he... he Was gay. Was gay. And therefore, it was jarring with me from the start, him Mm. trying to seduce women. Well, okay, you can't use that excuse for this one. Was Sid James the most handsome man you've ever seen, as Cleopatra said? Yeah, but she was only saying that to win him over. Oh, okay. But no, but he's charming. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the other things that I noted, well, it's something that I said at the beginning, mm-hmm. is are we going to go for a historical slash non-historical pattern now? Mm-hmm. But uh, certainly I think, and that's why I ask you the question of how, how regularly they were filmed and you said oh, every yes. six months. Yeah. Um so they wouldn't have known if Carry On Jack was successful, successful. until they were filming Carry On Spying. Yes. Mm-hmm. So once they realised that it was probably quite popular, they and thought, they next say, one we're going to do another right, historical. historical. Yeah. There is, there is something to that. And Carry On Jack apparently was quite popular, even though it wasn't very funny. No. <laughs> but the other thing that led to this being Carry On Cleo was that the Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton, Cleopatra. Yes. Elizabeth Taylor insisted that this film had to be made in Britain. So everything was set up, all the sets were built, and the costumes were made in Pinewood. Ah. But then Elizabeth Taylor fell ill. Seriously, they thought she might die. So there was a postponement. And because of the postponement... It couldn't be filmed in Pinewood anymore, so they all, because it was no expense spared, everybody decamped Italy where the film was made. Pretty much copies of the sets that had been built in Pinewood and the costumes, etc. But the sets and the costumes in Pinewood were now just left behind in Pinewood. That's very interesting. So what do they carry on? Uh, producers they think. They know a bargain whoa, whoa, whoa. when they see it, don't they? These are, and, and, I mean, we can plan a whole film around the fact we've got... Some they of the are fabulous. Amazing. There was one when... when um, Julius Caesar came back to Rome and he came into uh, a corridor yeah. of bus and it was like that is an amazing set the Senate was an amazing and set and as you say that corridor of bus was for that one scene yeah and it wasn't necessary no so it was it yes I think in terms of production mm-hmm. um, and I must admit I didn't think about it but looking back mm-hmm. compared to the the one housing estate that we've had yeah. many times it's a it's a different league now and, I mean the costumes were remarkable as well yeah but are we going to go a step down now? Well, that's not going to happen. Not, for not every multi-million-dollar uh, film is going to decamp from Pinewood and leave all the the uh, yeah. around. But I think they had a. I mean, I, could, people. There's often a lot of kind of criticism of the carry-ons about them being done on a budget, etc. Mm. But I understand the sort of mantra was: if we are spending money, it has to be seen on the screen. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
So, for example, I thought the, the, they obviously saved money on sets and costumes, and I thought the fights and that kind of thing in this were actually really good and really well done. And look, uh, well, the, the, well, the Roman, the bad Roman fighting. Oh, did you? The the sword play. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them were meant to be bad, like when Kenneth Connor was doing it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But uh, I was thinking more that when the Romans invaded the British village. Oh, you know, that there was... There was a cast of thousands. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You there, know, there was and, a and they were all doing serious mm. stuff. So I think hats off to Peter Rogers on that one, mm-hmm. uh, on, on saving that money. Now, am I wrong in thinking there's certainly a, a theme with the font used in the credits mm-hmm. to be... Uh, yeah, that's kind of as you would carve it in stone and that kind of thing. Oh, is that what I just made me think about Pompeii? And I just wondered if it was well, the that's same. set in Rome as well. So, but it made me think: was that out at the same time as no, this? No, Pompeii was quite a long, quite a whole six Later. seven years after. It was a sitcom as well. Yeah. Okay then. So, um... but certainly the success of Carry On Cleo. At least was... we're sorry. At least yeah. we're alliteration again. Oh, well, excellent, eh? that's, that's what really matters. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anything more to add, then? So, you, so you, you, well, you really liked it. Yeah. Um, looking at it, you know, try and take yourself out of, I've just watched eight or nine previous Carry On films. Um, does it stand up today, or does it only stand up if you've watched... Eight or nine previous films. It's a film in its own right. Mm-hmm. Well, the carry-ons are its own genre, so and um, they're very marmite. You can love them and hate them. So I wouldn't say that if you put that on in the cinema now, it would be a box office hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it it captured me for the whole time mm-hmm. in a way that. I don't think they're necessarily related to me having watched quite a few before. Okay. Um, and I did enjoy it. So, sorry, that's not a definite answer. Mm, no, just interesting what your thoughts are on that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> sorry, maybe it needs to be, maybe we work maybe as some sort of TV series. Like up Pompeii? Like up, well, not the like up Pompeii, yes. No, I didn't mean necessarily carry on clear, I meant the sort of idea of the carry on. What about the idea of a series of films that have the same actors in them, but are not sequels, they don't play the same characters every time? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of died out. Yeah. But they were churning these out every six months, you just don't do that now. Mm-hmm. So you, it's very hard to align all the schedule because these guys didn't do anything else. Well, they did. They did radio. They did TV. All right. Okay. They weren't committed long term to other films. Not to other films. Maybe. Although I'll bet you they all but did other I'm, films. I'm just trying to think. Nowadays, you'd have mm. actors trying to get the same actors to be available. I think for a film after film. I, I, I don't think the availability of actors in general would necessarily be a problem because, you know, only 5% of them are ever working. But the problem that you have, I think this is a problem that like a James Bond has is if it's successful, they want more money yeah. or they want different things. You know, I, I think or I they get offers left, right and center for yeah, other things. I don't think you would get six, seven, eight, nine core people over a course of 20 years like this. No. In a successful film franchise coming back every time. For four grand. A- for 
two and a half grand, I think, is the right. is the is the general rate for it. My bet it was just Charles Hawtrey that brought four grand. I think he gets four grand at the, towards the end. Ah, right. And then when he doesn't work, when it doesn't happen, he works off. He he leaves. We're going to do the death sweep. Oh, let's do the death sweep. So you think everybody was good? There was no weak link in the performance? Well, let's remind me of who's in it, and I'll go, oh, yeah, I didn't like that. All right, okay. Here we go, then. Sid James. Yay! I loved him. Yes. Williams was Julius Caesar. Enjoyed him, too. Kenneth Connor was Hengist Pod. Good. Charles Hawtrey as Seneca. I liked it. Bit too leery. Joan Sims as Calpurnia. I was just pleased to see her back. <laughs> Jim Dale as I love No, I like Jim Dale a lot. Mm-hmm. Still not quite getting an awful lot to do. You know, definitely yeah. the B plot turning up at the end. Yeah. Not a lot of laughs from Jim Dale. No. no. And I bet he can do that. Amanda Barry as Cleopatra. Yeah. You said you liked her, but you didn't like the character. Yeah, that's probably what the issue is. Victor Madden as the Centurion. Not enough in it, but didn't do much for me. Okay. Uh, Julie Stevens as Gloria. I quite liked her, actually, even though she was just a bit of totty. Mm-hmm. Just a bit of totty. Different time. Mm. Somebody who you have... I don't think you've realised who this is. I recognised her. Sheila Hancock. That's Sarah Ford. Ah, Sheila Hancock. She was very good. Mm-hmm. I liked her. Would you she... have her back? Yes. Does she come back? You'll have to keep watching and see. John Pertwee as the Greek suit of the Egyptian soothsayer. He was just playing the same character that he'd done before. Come and have a butchers. But no, he was good. <laughs> uh, Warren Mitchell as uh, Spentius. Like Do you recognise him? Isn't he in Homeland? No. <laughs> no. I think you're just confused by the beard. <laughs> <laughs> he is not F. Murray Abraham. Okay. Uh, but he was Alf Garnet. Oh, I never watched that. But you know who Alf Garnet is. Not enough to be able to think of, oh, yeah. Right, okay. There's, there's somewhere that cultural uh, cultural education will need to move next. British sitcoms of the 1960s. Carry on up the British sitcoms of the Can 1960s. Can I just get over this one first? <laughs> uh, so, uh, you, liked them, you liked all of them except Warren Mitchell there, I think. And yeah, Victor no. Madden, because he wasn't in it enough. Yeah. Um, so, the death sweep. Can I say, this is actually quite a good one for the number of people who are still alive. Well, Joan Sims is still alive. No, Joan Sims is, is still dead. Every week you want Joan Sims to still be alive. I do. And every time she's But not. the first, uh, Sid James. Sid James, Kenneth Williams, Kenneth Connor, Charles Hawtrey, Joan Sims. Deed. Dead. Jim Dale. Alive. Alive. Amanda Barry. Alive. Alive. Victor Madam. Dead. Dead. Julie Stevens. Alive. Alive. Uh, Sheila Hancock. Alive. Alive. John Pertwee. Dead. Warren Mitchell. Dead. Dead. But that's so four got... people. Woo-hoo. Not bad. As you're looking at it now, mm-hmm. apart from the crowd scenes, look how small the cast is. Well, there's a few more who I haven't put up here, like uh. Brian Olton as uh, Brutus, um, Francis DeWolf as Agrippa. Um, what about the bodyguard guy? Uh, sausages. Yeah. Tom Clegg. Is it Tom Clegg and Sausages? I better just check that. Um, but obviously... But dead, I think. And also, <laughs> you can't comment on his acting. Because he, well, he was a mute, wasn't he? Yeah. Tom Clegg. But yeah. the, they're also... He was a wooden actor, so... Well, he was there to be 
you get big and muscly on that. Yeah. Can't argue with that. No. So, uh, that discussion having been had, uh, do course, we... Of course, of course, yes. Of course, yes. We yes. carry on. Okay. Uh, well, join us next time then on Carry Up the Missus. In the meantime, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can email us at carryonpodcast at gmail.com or contact us, follow us and contact us on Twitter or at, 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 at. Only one at, guys. At, 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 at Carry On Podcast. Uh, so until the next time, blame us when we, uh, you didn't laugh at blame us. I didn't understand it. It's like blamey, but in Latin. Oh, see? <laughs> or indeed that god that they all worship round here, Crumpet. <laughs> uh, so until next time, when we once more carry out the missus, bye-bye. Bye. Carry on. Rebound.